Hello and welcome to Balanced Torah Living with Adam Rubin. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome to regulars and welcome to newcomers. Tonight, I'd like to talk about this idea of a Shana Tova Umesuka. A good year and a sweet year. Really focusing on this sweet aspect. And as we start the new year now, uh, it's a lesson that we can that we can all use, that we should all take to heart. And there's a lot there's a lot uh, there for us to connect to. Um, I'm going to start by mentioning a, a book. Now, as many people in the Baltimore area, uh, many many Jews over here, I get from well, my kids get, I get the benefit of uh, the PJ Library uh, book project and. Some of them really hit home. There's one in particular that I've always liked um, called Bitter and Sweet by Sandra Fetter. And in this book, a little girl has to leave home and her one of her parents gets a job in a new place and she's leaving the town and the people that she loves. She has to say goodbye to her classmates and take down her art from the classroom wall. She has to, to clear out her room, and she leaves the, the only place that she's really known to live there. And she goes to this new town, and her room feels strange, and certain aspects of the house just that, that, you know aren't there compared to what she had at the old home. And her grandmother told her that with every change, that there are hard, hard parts and there are nice parts. It's a mix. And early on, as she goes through this journey, all she's tasting is the bitter. And she's and, you know, she's really doubting. So, you know, like, where are the good parts? Where's where's the sweet? It really just feels totally bitter. She goes to school and there's a girl there who as a welcoming gift gives her some hot cocoa and you know, asks uh, you know, says that she can enjoy it and she goes home that afternoon and just like everyone else, she likes hot cocoa. I apologize if I offended anybody who doesn't like hot cocoa. We still love you. Um, and she sets up the hot cocoa and she puts the cocoa powder in and she drinks it. And it is unbelievably bitter. Spits it out, patooey, yucky. And like that just falls in line with everything else that's going on in her life. And uh, it's just all bitter. And she goes to school the next day and she sees the girl there and the girl is coming towards her and she just wants to kind of pull back and recede into nothingness and, you know, not particularly happy with that girl. And the girl comes over and says, I forgot to tell you, you have to add the sugar. You have to add the sweetness. Shana Tova Umesuka. A good year and a sweet year. And at the end, she says, see here, I've got my copyright here. At the end, um, she's talking to her, her grandmother as things really start to, to turn around some. And uh, eventually the next day, she actually goes over to that girl's house and she, uh, no, she goes to her house and she, she adds a big heaping tablespoon of sugar, has the cot cocoa. And it was tremendous. And then she goes out and she goes over and she asks that girl who gave it to her to come over for some hot cocoa. And that sparks a friendship. She calls her grandmother that night. I thought it was only bitter here. 
Hannah said. And did you find the sweet? Her grandmother asked. Oh, Grandma, Hannah said. You can't just find it. You have to add it yourself. And that's it. Ashana Tova Masuka, the sweetness. It's not that we just are going to sit back and rest on our laurels or sit on our heels and the sweetness is just going to magically fall out of the sky like drops of rain. The lesson that we see in this wonderful kids book and in our own experiences in life, although we often forget it, is that we have to put in the effort to make it sweet. It's true that there are things in life that naturally feel bitter and we all experience challenges in different ways. And over time, we can really become somewhat hardened, jaded, resentful of the challenges. And we don't realize it, but we're not really putting in the effort to make things sweet. And then secretly, we're harboring resentment against Hashem for the fact that so many things are bitter and it doesn't feel like, you know, we are getting our fair share or you know, uh, experiencing the life that we want to. When really the MS is that we have to put in the work. We have to put in the effort to make it sweet. I always go back to in one of uh, Rabbi Dr. Tversky, Zecher Tzadok Levracha, one of his books um, about Simcha, he, he brings down there the, the point, I'm not sure if it's, it was his idea or bringing it from somewhere else, that Ivdu Es Hashem Simcha, which we say, each morning in the 100th uh, Psalm, as part of Pesukah de Zimra, serve Hashem with joy. And he brings out the point there, work, it's an effort. It, serving Hashem with joy, having simcha, having sweetness, having geshmak, it's not just going to just happen without any effort. We have to, we have to make it happen. And that means different things. That means taking care of ourselves and getting the rest that we need, getting the exercise that we need, getting the the social connections that we need and putting in that effort and saying, you know what, there's always going to be 5,000 things on the to-do list, but you got you to gotta talk to your friends. You got to connect to people. You have to spend time um, filling, filling your love tank. And we all fill our love tanks in different ways. I recently, uh, for the first time, really read through uh, the five, five Love Languages book by Dr. Gary Chapman. Highly recommend it. Great book. Many of you have probably read it. Maybe, many of you have, if you haven't read it, you've heard of the Five Love Languages. Just really straightforward, simple, such uh, such core ideas. And he talks about the love tank. And we each have a love tank. And having our love tanks filled up is a big part of our ability to taste the sweetness of life. And that's going to mean different things to different people. As we know, the, you know, with those uh, five love languages, let's say I made a little thing for them. Q-Rap is my, uh, is my mnemonic. Q, you know, everyone's going to have a different primary. Q, quality time. The W is for words of affirmation. The R is for receiving gifts. A is for, hold on, what is the A for? Uh, the A is for, we're going to come back to the A. The P is physical touch. Hold on, what's the A? Hopefully I get it. If, I, if this doesn't work, I need a new mnemonic. Um, oh, acts of service. There we go. Uh, so, you know, it's important for you to 
identify your your spouse. So this works with anybody or your your roommate, your friend, your parents, whoever. Obviously, spouse is a special uh, aspect. Their primary love, love language, and it's important that they understand yours. You're getting your tank filled up. That's the that's the groundwork for being able to taste that sweetness. We've got to make the time. We have to put in the effort. And um, one thing that I know that I'm going to try to work on in this new year, uh, which might be something that, that you want to work on or not, and obviously we're all in different places and stations and situations, is uh, being a little bit more organic. I heard this heard this idea uh, from Rabbi uh, Yisrael Roll recently here in, in Baltimore, this idea of, of organic, of, of sweetness in terms of we're so scheduled, we have so many things to do, we're all so busy, there's always more to do. So we can we can literally just schedule and do, 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 do uh, based on a to-do list. We could do it all the time. But if we do that, we never let our inner aspect of, 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 of interests, of spontaneity, of having unplanned time, doing different types of things being curious, being experimental, these things that, that bubble up when we're not so stressed out and thinking about our list or doing our lists. We've got to make time for that. We have to, in addition, and this goes back to like the idea of, of, of Shlomo Volbi, Zecher Tzadik Racha, in his book, um, Zriya Ubinyan, of, of, of planting and building. But there has to be the planting. There has, in addition to the building of the structures that we have and the routines that we have and the to-do lists that we have, there has to be the zriya. There has to be the organic growth that we that we nurture in ourselves, that we nurture in our family, friends, our children, our spouses. This organic aspect of different parts of ourself that when we create the space, when we allow for it, and when we put in some effort, when we have a, a hint as to what those things are, different things are going to come up. Special parts of ourselves that uh, find it challenging to emerge when everything is so so planned out. Um, I think of uh, a poem. Um, at one point, my mother gave me a book. It's a really very good book. It's on it's poetry. It's poetry. Uh, famous poems, and teachers have uh, selected these poems. Teachers throughout the U.S. And they've selected different poems that are meaningful to them, really bringing back to some aspect of teaching. And then you've got the poem on the right side. Uh, and on on the left page for each little section, you have the particular teacher talking about the, the meaning behind that poem for them, why it speaks to them, etc. And one of the poems in there, I wish I remember the woman's name, but it's a poem in there about kindling a fire and logs. And that if the logs are too close together the fire will not will not thrive and you know expand well there needs to be space there needs to be gaps between the 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 logs and twigs etc in order to enable the fire to really to really expand and to grow and so too with ourselves we have to have those spaces we have to create those spaces where we allow our our inner stuff, our inner juices, our inner interests and curiosity and childlike aspects and not scheduled. And when you were a kid, you just played. You didn't make a to-do list where you wrote, okay, today I'm going to, first I'm going to play with blocks, number one. 
Number two, and then I'm going to play with uh, G.I. Joe's. Number three, then I'm going to do uh, Transformers. No, you just did it. You did it, and we, and, we, and we moved in a freer way. And, of course, we have to do the things in our lives. And also, we have to, we have to recognize this real, the growing, the organic growing, what comes up naturally, authentically, who we are, our tachuna, tachunos, these, these our, our nature, and find a place for that to, to have an outlet and a connection point. So, going back to this idea, Shana Tova Masuka, a good year and a sweet year. Sweet. How many of us can say that our lives feel sweet on a daily basis? And if you can, it's beautiful. And keep it up. And, you know, there's a whole range. And, you know, for some people, it might be, well, sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's not. Some people, it's really never sweet. We all can work on the sweetness. And it's important. And as we know from the, from the Torah, um, a big aspect of uh, Klai Yisrael's uh, challenges and, uh, and, and punishment at different points comes from the fact that we didn't serve Hashem with Simcha. It's not an extra. It's not a, it's nice to have the sweetness and the Simcha in life is not uh, just icing on the cake. It's really important. And I go back to not only dipping the apple in the honey, but thinking about life like challah, got the challah, you've got the the everyday, the bread, the bread and butter, keeping it going, our routines, the things we need to do, yeah, but let's, even though we're not going to do it, uh, you know, beyond here, it's uh, just, I, this just wrapped up tonight, uh, Simchas Torah, it's right, Motzi Simchas Torah, Motzi, Motzi Yantif, Motzi, this whole Yantif season, so we're going to uh, return soon to dipping the challah in the salt on Shabbos. Um, but let's take the dipping of the challah into the into the honey when we have that on top, you know, by the yantif meals and the Shabbos meals during the fall yantif season. Let's take that with, with us. Let's take the daily routine and let's find ways to infuse it with sweetness for ourselves, for our children, for our friends, for our family, um, and you know whether that's more jokes, joke books. I really found some some great joke books. Great way to do it. Uh, playing around with your kids, um, you know, going out with your spouse more and trying to get back in touch with that dating that you did when you first met, which was which was magical. And we need still need to to touch that and have that be a part of our lives. Although we won't be able to, you won't be able to do you know likely any marathon eight hour dates multiple times a week that you did. Uh, during Shaduchim, but uh, but to experience that and have those touch points where you're plugging into it. May we all have a Shana Tova, Umasuka. Try not to listen to those voices in your head that say, yeah, it's nice, okay, but it's not going to happen. It's it, There's too much. There's too much to do. There's no way. It's impossible. This is a nice idea, but Lamaisa, how is it going to happen? We can choose. You can choose. I can choose. Shem has given us Bechira, free will, free will. We can choose in this new year how we're going to approach the year, how we're going to live each day, and whether we're going to put in the effort. Like Hannah realized that she had to by putting the sugar into the drink, taking that action, doing that, that effort. Are we going to put the sugar cubes in our lives, the honey in our lives? Are we going to add that sweetness, which creates a whole new dish, it creates a whole new experience? When you add that to the to the to the staples, to the routines, and even to the even to the bitter times, 
takes the edge off. Shana Tova, Masuka, to all. Bye bye.